Hi, I'm Anna. <laughs> I'm Sabina. <laughs> no, really. Hello, I am Anna. I'm Sabina. And uh, welcome to Sick Transit, Gloria. This week, we're taking you uptown. Way uptown. Way, way uptown. Beyond uptown. To Edgar Allan Poe's cottage in the Bronx. And when we say cottage, we do really mean cottage. Oh, yeah. Like, made of wood, has Tiny. a fireplace, mm-hmm. no bathroom. It's like a very urban neighborhood, like, main road running through, and then there's just a cottage slapped in the middle. Not just main road, but it's called the Grand Concourse. And if you've ever been near the Grand Concourse, it's like a highway almost. There's many lanes. And then there's this teeny tiny little white wooden structure where Edgar Allan Poe lived. Oh, by the way, I think we should um do a little shout out to Sam Ross. Big. No, not little shout out. Sorry. Anna. Big shout out. The biggest shout out to Sam Ross. Samantha. The official Samantha Ross. <laughs> I'm really, really glad that this podcast exists. And that wouldn't be the case if it weren't for Sam, who was one of the original co-host co-producers co-whatevers with me yeah i mean sam is kind of everything like there are so many times we just like freaked out in the studio for two hours yeah i I owe sam a lot honestly and uh we miss her i get to see sam though so you know you do over spring break i'm I'm prepared to like unmiss her again you know i'm kind of jealous you'll have to tell her hi actually she can hear this hi sam (laughs) hi sam we love you (laughs) okay but um back to the bronx so we get, we get to the, the little cottage and we start talking about this woman who's going to meet us to show us around. And we were totally convinced that she was going to be at least 60. You you said 40, 50. I was like 80. I was like, <laughs> I prepared for like Walker. Like I prepared for her to like be exhausted halfway in, into the interview. Uh, but she was not that old. She was young. Yeah, she was really young. And really cool and really helpful. Yeah, she was amazing. And uh, her name was Vivian. Davis. Vivian Davis. Um, I'm Vivian Davis. I'm the education coordinator here at the Bronx County Historical Society. Vivian walked us through the little house as well as Poe's life. It was fascinating. Okay, so this cottage is extremely quaint in the hustle and bustle of the Bronx. Uh, it's a very unassuming house and... Uh, it has a lot of stories inside about Edgar Allan Poe. I will admit, I was not a Poe fan. The word poetry was always kind of a bad word because I thought it was so boring. But then I realized, you know, Poe is more than poetry. And he is a character. Once you start reading between the lines about Poe, it, it gets rather interesting. Um, so the Edgar Allan Poe cottage was built in the year 1812. And it was built as a farmer's cottage uh, by the Valentine family, who lived roughly about two blocks north of here on what is now Valentine Avenue. The cottage originally was about a block and a half south of here, the corner of Kingsbridge Road. And um, like I said, built as a farmer's cottage to allow their farmers to stay on the property so it would be easier for them to go to work every day. Uh, Over the 19th century, though, Valentine realized that he was not making enough money with his farm, and he decided to rent out the cottage. Now, going back three years earlier before the cottage was built, Edgar Allan Poe was born in 1809 in Boston. Now, the guy moved a lot for being so destitute. Uh, He lived in Richmond. He lived in Baltimore. He lived in Philly. He was in England for a while, West Point. 
Um, but he found throughout his life that New York was the literary hub of the United States. So he settled in New York in the early 1840s with his wife, Virginia, and his mother-in-law, Mariah Clem. And New York was indeed the hub. He was getting a lot of work down in Manhattan. However, Virginia, his wife, was suffering from a horrific disease called tuberculosis, which at that time was called consumption. And they decided to move up to the village of Fordham, here in what is now the Bronx, for her to get better. Poe and his wife, Virginia, had an unusual marriage because she was not just his wife. She was his first cousin. Dun, dun. And she was 13 when they got married. And he was 27 years old. That's an age gap. You know, they, they, have, they say things about age gaps. That's an age do gap. Do they say things about age gaps? What do they say about age gaps, Anna? Age gaps, you know. <laughs> 14 years. Okay. Marrying young what we believe is young, was fairly normal. Marrying at 17, 18 years old was a fairly normal thing in in the mid-19th century. Marrying at 13 was a stretch. That was unusual, even for that time. Marrying your first cousin was, once again, kind of unusual. I mean, it's not like you're Eleanor and FDR in the 19-teens when they're fifth cousins, and, you know, they was like, oh my God, they're cousins, and they got married. But no, Um, the first cousin thing is a bit bizarre. He was in love with her, no doubt. There are letters to Mrs. Clem, his wife's mother, from Poe, begging her to not let Virginia marry somebody else. And please tell her I love her and I will do anything for her. Please don't let her marry Nielsen Poe. Oh my gosh. And he persuaded her to get married, basically. And it was a very affectionate relationship. They were like homies more than anything else, right? They were homies more than anything else. They may not even have consummated their marriage. I thought that was a scintillating detail. She helped him set up, like, other women. She encouraged him in his affairs. He had many affairs. Yeah. And Virginia encouraged all these lovers because a lot of them helped him make connections to get things published or other literary gigs. Networking. Is this networking? All I know is that when she died, he was a mess. His depression really took over. He was depressive his whole life. But he um, really went downhill for a while after she died. She actually died in that very cottage. She did die here. So I could take you to the spot where she died right now so we can just get that over with. (laughs) This actually was Mariah Clem's bedroom, her mother's bedroom. And Edgar and Virginia were upstairs in the master bedroom. But because of Virginia's illness, he, would ha- he started to carry her up and down the staircase. And that staircase is pretty treacherous. So for ease, for her, for him, they moved her down here. And they moved Mariah up to his uh, office. Virginia died in the bed, in the room, in the cottage of tuberculosis. Um, (laughs) Tuberculosis is a lung disease. Um, It was called consumption back then because it consumed you. So some of the symptoms, losing a lot of weight, coughing up blood. As of 1812 in New York, one in eight people died of tuberculosis. Yeah. And no discussion of Edgar Allan Poe is complete without talking about uh, tuberculosis. Why is that, Anna? (coughs) Uh Uh-oh. Consumption! (laughs) (laughs) Because everybody in Poe's life had tuberculosis. His uh, biological mother died of TB. His brother died of TB. His 
foster mother died of TB. So, yeah, I mean, it was running rampant um, in the country at the time. And there's a thing about tuberculosis at the time where it was kind of fetishized because it made women really thin and really pale, but with bright red cheeks. The only problem is that they were coughing up blood and drowning slowly from the inside. (laughs) So how does it carry from person to person? Um, I'm going to look up tuberculosis on Mm. Google. Tuberculosis TB is a disease caused by bacteria. It spreads through the air when a person with TB of the lungs or throat coughs, sneezes, or talks. It's crazy to me. I mean, if something is spread through the air, something like something all consuming like tuberculosis, how did Poe not get it? I think there are two theories that we could go with here. The first is that he was immune. And the second, which is my preferred theory, is that um, he was a carrier. Oh, no. What does that mean? If he's a carrier, how does that work? It means that he has the stuff in him, but doesn't exhibit symptoms. So that he just gives it to everybody else. <laughs> kind of like Typhoid Mary. I think that would just add to the tragic timber of Poe's life. Anyway, cosmic irony aside, there were some other interesting artifacts in the house. There was Poe's rocking chair, which I thought was a really beautiful rocking chair personally. Not that I have much authority on rocking chairs. Are you sure, Anna? I, I'm sure. Okay. So um, we're in the parlor right now, and here is the rocking chair that was supposedly owned by Edgar. The other supposedly original item is that mirror, and it would have been a showcase piece just because it is painted in gold. And since the Poe family was pretty poor at the time, that would have been a, hey, we're more refined than you think kind of a piece. The mirror reflected a lot about the Poe family. And what they really were. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> but it's true. They were super poor. Poe paid $100 a year for this cottage. Which back then was even not that much. <laughs> no. That would be under 3000 a year in today's money. So the last place in the cottage that Vivian took us to was the Poe bedroom, which was upstairs. We had to crawl up, literally crawl up this spiral staircase. They were very steep old stairs. Really scary. I thought I was going to wipe out like any time. Destroy artifacts. Like He did a lot of his writing in here, actually, in this bedroom. He got most of his inspiration in the bedroom. Whatever that means, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but his office was next in the room next door, which became Mariah's bedroom. So he, he wrote the bells, the poem, the bells, as well as the cask of Amontillado. Here He wrote Annabelle Lee here, which was published um, two days after he died on October 9th, 1849. And kind of in character with everything else that happened to him, his death was very mysterious. What a shady dude. People definitely think that alcoholism was definitely a contributing factor to his death, however, may not have been the cause. Some people say it was the brother of a lover who killed him. Some people think rabies. But one of the more popular ones is cooping, where it was um, basically voter fraud. Uh, A band of guys would get together and stalk out somebody that was alone and out of town and kidnap them, drug them, change their, their clothing, and make them vote for a candidate and just do that over and over again. He was found in somebody else's clothing when he was found on a street corner in Baltimore. We really don't know. 
My favorite is cooping. I like that you have favorites. <laughs> no, don't get cooped. What does that mean? <laughs> don't become a victim of voter fraud. How did you feel? What did you think about our visit to the cottage? I enjoyed learning a lot about the land around. And it's changed so much since then. To think that you could get fresh air in the Bronx or anywhere in New York now, that's crazy. I really like the, the sort of reminder that the cottage is in that place because it is surrounded by, like, New York. But then it is this little piece of what New York used to be, like, way, way, way back. Because we kind of forget that, the, you know, everywhere where we walk actually used to be, like, nature uh, before it was concrete. And I also think it's interesting to think about the kind of people that maybe were in the Bronx then that now live in the Bronx and kind of how their connection to Poe is going to be so different than the people who used to live in Poe's neighborhood. Like kids walking through are like, oh, yeah, I read his poem in class today. I think that's kind of beautiful. I think that is kind of beautiful. But I think a lot of kids walking past would be like, oh, had to read his poem in class today. <laughs> or the smart kids will know about so in 1939 two gentlemen were sitting on a bench here in poe park overlooking the house trying to come up with a new superhero and that's how batman was born batman was born in the bronx right here in poe park so we'll leave you with a part of annabelle lee one of the poems poe wrote while living at the cottage it was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabel Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. I was a child and she was a child in this kingdom by the sea, but we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabel Lee, with a love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that long ago in the kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabel Lee so that her high-born kinsmen came and bore her away from me to shut her up in the sepulcher? <laughs> sepulcher! <laughs> in this kingdom by the sea. An enormous thanks to Vivian and the Bronx Historical Society for showing us around the Poe Cottage. And a huge shout-out to Anna's 8th grade English teacher. Taught me all about Poe. Our theme song is New York Minute by Shilpa Ray. And this episode was produced by me, and you've been listening to it on 89.1 FM, WNYU, New York. Thanks for listening. Good night.